I tell you what, it's, it's good to have fun in church. Uh, praise God. God's not sour. Jesus is not going, oh, Father, look what they did this time. You know, it's like he gave us his spirit, and my Bible says in Galatians 5, that means I've got love and joy and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Yeah, love, joy, peace. That was a good message Doc preached a few months ago, wasn't it, on that? He, he is, he's something else. Uh, I was talking to him Friday and <laughs> uh, uh, I said, okay, I'm going to confess my sins to you. <laughs> well, he wasn't nervous. He knew it wasn't going to be too deep. So anyway, I uh, told him about a few things that I needed a little help on, a little encouragement, a little push. You know, I know none of y'all ever need that, you know. But anyway, he's still working on me. That's one of those Kelly songs. Wednesday at 7 p.m., how do I better study my Bible? Kind of mixed in with lies you've believed. So that's what we're going to be doing Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Some tips and aids. Bible study, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy that. We kind of spin off what we did last week, and we're kind of just moving from week to week on that, so praise God for that. Hey, I thought Pastor Chris did a pretty good job last week. How about y'all? Uh, that, was, that was good, wasn't it? And thank you for helping our guest with his expenses and, and sewing into his ministry. Uh, you know, every time that we have a guest speaker, you have the opportunity to sew into their ministry. When you do that, whether it's a dollar or a million dollars, you're putting that in his ministry that God's going to be using for, and you're partnering with him. The, uh, the word konania is translated quite a few things, uh, quite a few different things in the Bible. One of them is fellowship. One of them is contribution. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's an opportunity that he gave to us, and we had an opportunity to give him, and we blessed him on. He was very grateful for that. He texted me back the next day. So... Um, praise God for that. August 25th and 26th, Friday night and Saturday morning. Men under construction. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to Remnant Church over at Midwest City. Pastor Jerry Campus, one of our overseers here, will be the guest speaker. Um, he, had the, he has the privilege of doing that, and he will definitely be here, taking out of his very busy schedule to do that. Um, men. The ladies can't go. Yeah. Men, ladies are going to be praying. I change that guy and change this one over there. Okay. Uh, what we uh, need to do is we need to commit. And the way that we have a committing today, since this is about the last time that we can do anything, is to sign up on the sheet that will be on the coffee bar at the end of the service. Pastor Kelly will try to mention this again, emphatically. I know he will. But we need you to sign up. We'd really like for you to go. It'd be a great experience. I'm going to be leaving here at 6.15 Friday night. I can take seven guys with me, Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's God's perfect number, isn't it? One of them. Seven guys, six, 15. And if you're not here, I will hold it. That's not right. 6.45. The meeting starts at 7.30. So we want, I wanted 45 minutes. Okay. I made my first mistake this week. 6.45, 6.45 in the parking lot. I will not be here at 6.46. Does that kind of, yeah. So if you get here at 6.46, uh, you can keep on driving. But uh, we want you to still be there. That's okay, but I'm not going to wait for you, okay? So 6.45, seven guys here. And I'm just going to take it for granted. If you're here, you're going. And if you're not here, you'll be over there. Okay.
I want to see your hand, gentlemen, if you're going to go Friday night. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. My hand's up. One, two, three, four, five. I got you. Let me tell you again. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Bring a friend. And if you're not here, I'm not sure about your ticket to heaven. It may be impaired. <laughs> Saturday morning, I'll be leaving at 7.30 a.m. Some of you are still going to bed at that time. Uh, 7.30 Saturday morning, and we will go over there. It's just a morning meeting. We'll be dismissed around noon. And I might be tempted to buy your lunch on Saturday if you go. But if you don't go, they ain't going to let you. Yeah. So uh, make at least one of them, but try to make two. And, and hey, I need somebody to support me because I'm going to be on a Q&A. That puts me on the spot along with those other guys. And, you know, so anyway. Um, but please sign up on the sheet and the coffee bar. Did I say sign up on the sheet at the coffee bar? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sign up on the sheet at the coffee bar. Thank you very much. Okay, today we're having lunch. Chicken? 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 But it's going to be dead. It's going to be grilled. So praise God for it. Praise God for, for the two guys that right now that are preparing it. So um, pray they, they uh, don't burn their fingers or anything. So that's what that's going on. Next week, we're going to do something special. We're going to do communion, but our message is going to be evolved around mental health. You hear a lot about this in the world, mental health, mental health, mental health. We're going to talk about it. We're going to face it. This is an opportunity for the church. It's a responsibility for the church, but that means we have an opportunity. And so I'm just going to kind of help everybody walk through some of the things and some of the possibilities. And uh, praise God, I want you to be here. Bring your supply, like Kelly says. And uh, be here next Sunday morning for that. And we will, today we're doing Where Did the Money Go? Part three. You know, it was going to be a one message and we've run into three. It will be a part four in two weeks. Okay. Because God keeps putting things on it. He just, I thought I had everything pretty well anyway. I think you're going to really get something out today. Okay. So turn on your Holy Spirit ears and eyes and heart. Father, we thank you that you're here in abundance for us, that you'll be speaking your word through me as a, a person to deliver that. I do believe that my pen has been prepared as the tongue of a ready writer, the pen of a ready writer, and that you will speak the oracles of God today to each one's heart. No matter what I say, I thank you, Father, you'll drive it home to what you want. Your exas exact specifications, if you would, for wholeness and for victories and for a heart turned away from the things of the world turned towards you in every respect. We'll give you the praise and glory right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, so far we've done a pretty much a good study of tithes and offerings. And uh, I wanted to take it totally in a different little a wing of an airplane, okay? Okay? Uh, that's where people hide sometimes when they want to stow a ride. But um, you can get parts one and two off our website, churchoftmrw.com, um, or you can check it from YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. You can get it from there. So if you haven't listened to part one or two, listen to them. If you have, listen to them. So uh, we, sometimes we need to take the hammer out a little bit and drive things home. Glory to God. So we take our next step today, part three. You've probably heard the scriptures that we'll be using today, but quite possibly not in reference to tithes and offerings. So this is, like I say, it's kind of going out in the wing a little bit. So here we go. How do we align ourselves, our families, and the world around us while building kingdom living and receiving the full portion 
of what Jesus has made available to us. For those of you taking notes, I'm going to say it again. How do we align ourselves, our families, the world around us, while building kingdom living and receiving the full portion of what Jesus has made available to us? Good question. I'm glad you asked that one. There are a lot of possibilities, and these possibilities come with definite answers. So today we want to zero in on one thing that we all know or at least know about. But maybe we should dig a little deeper. So pick up your spiritual shovel and come along. We're going to start digging. Hallelujah. Kingdom principles always work when applied. And we apply them by faith. And then we are doers of the word. So we follow what we believe. There are laws in the kingdom, and I'm not talking about thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not murder. I don't think any of y'all murdered anybody today or yesterday. Talk about kingdom laws. If you do this, if you sow, you shall reap what you sowed. Okay? Uh, if you love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, spirit, and your neighbor as yourself, you're going to find a different life evolving from you. So these laws are good to live and to obey them. So this is going to be an opportunity to engraft some things directly from God's word as the Holy Spirit picks them out and puts them in your heart. Engraft those things so you can display them in your life. One thing about kingdom living, the, the, kind of the split of the Bible almost, you could say, is John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that you may have life and have it more abundantly, that you may have the God kind of life, Zoe in the, that particular scripture, the God kind of life, the life that's unquenchable, the life that lasts forever, the life that prospers you and brings health to you and, and gives you a, the mind of Christ to be able to live in that and operate in that, the wisdom of God. All the things that are connected with kingdom living, Jesus said, I've come that you may have it. Now, he didn't say I came to make you do it. He said, I've come that you may have it. We should be able to quote that verse by heart. And if you can't quote it, that's your homework assignment for this week. John 10, 10, in any version you desire, I want you to memorize it and quote it. Okay? Okay. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We should know it by heart because that way we can capture it. We can captivate it to live the life that God wants for us. We need to apply it. We need to apply it in all the various roles that we have and the aspects in which we're involved in. You know, this world is busy, 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 busy. Well, how about if we live in kingdom principles and we can live in love, joy, and peace and live that way so that when the things of the world come, they just come off us like water on a duck's back. Quack, quack. So let's do a little R&E. You know what R&E is? Review and enhancement. You can write that in your Bible because it's not in there. But the principles are. We're talking about all of our lives individually, and we're talking about the life of tomorrow. So we're going to have two different aspects, and I'm going to do one of them today, and I'm going to do one of them in two weeks. So the first thing, let's open up to 1 Corinthians 1, 4, or look on the screen. 1 Corinthians 1, 4. That's right before 2 Corinthians. The Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians, I always thank my God for you because of his, remember the word right next, his grace. 
because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you've been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. Verse 6, God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift. Okay, we, we got the word grace at first. We'll get, get the gift now. As you eagerly wait for the Lord Jesus to be revealed. That word gift is like the gift in Romans 12. It's a charis gift. You know those gifts? Remember those? We've taught on those before. Um, it's not uh, the manifestations of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. So Romans 12 gifts, there's seven of them there. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed, to be revealed. We should eagerly wait for him to be revealed. That can mean two things. That can be step-by-step -step revelation, or it can be his coming back, which may not be far. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. The day of the Lord Jesus Christ is the day of his judgment. God is faithful. There's another word, faithful, who has called you into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay, we saw the, the words grace, gift, and faithful all in that section of scripture. Now we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It's right after 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1.18, but as surely as God is faithful, oh, that's what that last verse said in 1 Corinthians, okay. God is faithful. Our message to you is not yes and no, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it's always been yes or Amen. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken to us by the glory of God. Now it is God who makes us both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, been bought with a price, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Now, that word faithful, we've read it a couple of times and we're gonna kinda really look at that word pretty good today. Second Timothy 2.8. Second Timothy 2.8, we'll spend a little time there today. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. This is my gospel for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal, but God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. One little quick side trip. He said, I endure everything for the sake of the elect. You are chosen of God. Will you respond to it is a question. It's not... You're going to heaven and you're going to hell. Do it before I put you in your mother's womb. Now, that's a doctrine. It's pretty big, but it's not true. We have an opportunity to respond to his grace, his calling. He will not make you go to heaven and live with him forever if you don't want to. And if you don't want to, you're dumb. Worse than dumb. Verse 11, I'll read verse 10 again. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here's a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. Again, that same doctrine gets disproved right there. If we are faithless, and this verse has stuck with me for years, he remains 
faithful. He remains faithful. Know what kind of an attitude attack you have. No matter if you slip in the bathroom floor and fall on your hiney. No matter what, if you sting your, a, a bug comes up and stings you on your finger. He's still faithful. No matter if your bank balance is in red ink. He is still faithful. No matter what is before you, what mountain does it need to be cast into the sea today? He said he would do that for you. If you'd speak to it in faith, it'll get out of the way. Most of us don't have Pike's Peak right in front of us. We have something else. It's a lot more serious to us than Pike's Peak is. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's one of your family, one of your kinfolks, somebody you love and care about. Maybe they're facing, quote unquote, mental health issues. Whatever it is, he is always faithful. Even if you said something you should not have said. He's faithful. The Amplified in uh, verse 12 says, if we deny and disown and reject him, he will also deny, disown, and reject us. In the uh, basic Bible in English, it says, if we go on to the end, then he will be ruling Excuse me, let me try that again. If we go into the end, then we will be ruling with him. If we say we have no knowledge of him, then he will say he has no knowledge of us. If we are without faith, still he keeps faith, for he will never be untrue to himself. God is not a man that he should lie. And God doesn't pull back and go, oh oh my gosh, Jesus, what am I going to do with these people? Dad, I told you last week, that belligerent blah, 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 (laughs) wash my hands, go back to the other side of the universe. No, no, no. God is always faithful. And no matter what, what your trial is, what your situation is, what your attitude is, or what somebody's telling you that you're this or you're that or you'll never amount to anything, you know, you just dumb. It's all baloney. Your self-worth comes from Jesus. I'm not talking about self-esteem. I'm talking about self-worth. Your worth, the price of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. If you were the only one in the universe that ever sinned, Jesus would have gone to the cross for you to pay the penalty of your sins. Make no mistake about it. Let no man, no woman, no YouTube video, no news story, no blah, 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 tell you anything different because God said he's always faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his people. He's faithful to everything that he said he would be faithful to. That's my Jesus. He's yours too if you want him to be. Amen. I might get happy here in a few minutes. Matthew. Matthew 25, if you would, please. Pastor Chris touched on this last week. I'm going to come from a little different perspective on it. They'll both be good. Matthew 25, start with verse 14. Jesus speaking here. If you have a red lettered edition, it's in red letters. We haven't sang that song in a long time, have we? Red letters? Yeah, we have to do that pretty soon. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey, Matthew 25, 14, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Golly, think about that like Jesus did. He went away for a while. He entrusted his wealth people to his church. This is a figurative thing. To one, he gave five bags of gold. Now, I know your King James says talents, and that's good too. Uh, The Greek is actually talking about a, a measurement of financial wealth. 
okay? I like the word talents because, you know, anything God gives you is a talent, so to speak. He gives you talents to use, a head to think and a body to go and all that good stuff. But he gives you special gifts. You're unique. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise God. Every one of us is different. That's the reason we need everyone to be responsive to the gospel so we can have what you have and you, I, and you get to have what I've got. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. In other words, they've proven themselves in the past, so he's gonna you know, do this according to that. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went out at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and servant. You have been with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Verse 22, the man with two bags of gold came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Notice he said the exact same thing to both people, even though they had different numbers involved. God expects you to do what you can do. He doesn't expect you to do something you can't do. He didn't call Chris to build rocket ships. Praise God. <laughs> he didn't call me to drive one of those machines either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, just ran over three guys. Okay. <laughs> you are built for that. <clears throat> you are built for what you do and do with grace. Verse 24, then the man who had received one bag of gold, master, he said, I, I, I knew you're a hard man and harvesting where you've not sown and, uh, and, and gathering where you've not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I, I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here, here's what belongs to you. He's dusted off the dirt off that bag of gold. <laughs> His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not gathered, scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. You could have done something with it. Take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For those who have will be given more and they will have an abundance. For those who do not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless, no good servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's, the, that's pretty drastic. But see how God looks at it. He's given us things. What do we do with them? Okay. He's given us responsibilities. He's given us opportunities. He's given us the, the opportunity of being ministers of reconciliation and touching the people around us in our families, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our workplaces, going down the street. The least you can do is, you know, pop out something out of your back pocket that looks like this. Give them something to think about. Yay, I know Cammie's got them. Praise God. 
Verse 28, okay, that's, that's, that's got it. Please note, <clears throat> please note that concerning the last guy, there were no government entitlements. I said it. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to say, like I heard a guy the other day says, uh, I think it was Larry Elder, he said, um, that because of the entitlements, so many, and he said this, this is a quote, so I'm not, you don't throw stones at me, you just tell me if you don't like it, that's okay. He said, so many women are married, are married to the government. And he's talking about single parent moms and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've got a lot of them. And they're not all black either. It's cross culture. It's a good thing the government's involved because the church hadn't done it. Mm. Mm -hmm. We passed the buck. And the one thing the government lacks is what we're supposed to be the best at. That's having a heart. Because the government doesn't have it. It's all computers and stuff, rules, regulations. And praise God for it. But the church needs to rise up and do its part. I know I'm preaching to the choir. But it's necessary. We're going to change. We're reaping what we have sowed. A good friend of mine has a good friend who has a new building in California. Just finished kind of a kind of like an apartment. The idea was to have place for traveling people, corporate uh, uh, rooms and things like that. And it's kind of, you know, not upscale totally, but it's upper, you know, it's not just a common trashy place. They rent for $4,200 a month, each, each apartment, we'll call it. Of course, California, that's not much money. <laughs> Sorry, California. You're welcome to come to Oklahoma, just bring your Bible with you. <clears throat> And the government actually pays illegal immigrants the $4,200 a month for that place and $1,200 for food stamps and all of their health care. How do you expect somebody to go to work when they've got that? I'm just saying. Uh, this is right from the situation. So we've caused a lot of these issues ourselves. Moving right along. This particular guy, the bad guy, he had displayed his inability or even more likely his unwillingness to do what he could with what he had been entrusted with. The Lord didn't expect him to go out and get 10 bags. And that's okay. Not every one of us is going to be a billionaire. There's only certain people that that's going to ever happen to. And a lot of those guys lose it. <laughs> and they get it again, lose it. You know, it was one day a while back and Elon Musk lost $100 billion in one day. <laughs> and it didn't phase him. Because <laughs> it's just something. <laughs> if we'd have looked at what he could have produced with one bag, the Lord would signal to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Boy, it's getting quiet in this Methodist place. What matters is that we do what we can do and what we should have done, what we could do, what we can do, and what we could have done. It's just like knowledge. We are accountable to learn what we can and to know that and to know what we should know, what we should be exposed to. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. The Lord is always faithful, then that should be our target. Okay? To be faithful. And when we miss it, we should immediately repent and change our thinking. 1 Peter 4, 7. I believe this church is full of people, may not look full right now, but full of people, the people in it, 
are full of two-talent and five-talent people. And we may have some 50-talent people here. I don't know. Maybe you haven't tapped into it. Do what you can with joy. 1 Peter 4, 7. First Peter 4, 7, the end of all things is near. Wow. That, was that on the internet yesterday? Uh, it's, this was written how long ago? Uh, <clears throat> Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift, charisma in the Greek, you have received to serve others. Oh, it's not just for me to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Boy, I like that. Use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful steward of God's grace in its various forms. If you speak, <clears throat> you should do so one who speaks the very words of God. If you serve, you should do so with the strength God provides. So that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Now let's get into the heart of what we're talking about today. We're going to take grace, giftings, and faithfulness. Three ingredients. And we're going to put those in the mixer and turn the mixer on high speed. Okay? Okay? Thank you. A gift is what God provides or makes available to us freely and without strings. <clears throat> Again, grace is what God provides or makes available to us freely and without strings attached. Faithful is what we can do with the gift that God has given us. Okay? Faithful is what we can do with the gift that God has given us. Grace, again, and we've taught on this quite a bit and mentioned it a lot. Grace is the power of God to do that which we can't do. So see, God's given us a gift our responsibility, that's his, that's from him. We can't make those gifts. We, we can't make those things happen. We are given them, they're innate in us. And our responsibility is to respond favorably and to use that to help others. And then God releases grace upon faithfulness to manifest the gift in you and to others. I, I, I was, last night I thought this thing was wrapped up and I got into this and I thought, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is so good. If we'll just take the basic things here. You don't have to have a graduate course in theology to get this. All you need is Holy Spirit. So God gives the gift, the super. We respond with faithfulness, the natural. He releases his supernatural ability. It takes two to make the supernatural, basically. Now, God can just do something because he wants to. But he basically uses people. <clears throat> because he wants to carry the message through us. He has called us, ordained us, given us the, 
the, the grace to be able to do what he's called us to do. So we want to we want to release God's gifts everywhere we can. Okay? And, and we do this by being faithful. What does the word faithful mean? It means full of faith. And it means the same thing in the Greek, by the way. Full of faith. When you believe something, you will do that something. Okay? So when you have faith for something from God that he says in his word, then you have faith in that and you will do that. And his empowerment, his grace will carry you through that situation, through that time, through that opening into eternity, if you would. I, I, I got this from the Holy Spirit and I said, okay, where else can I prove this? Where else can I go to the Word and it would say what I'm hearing you say? And he responded that way by saying, faithfulness is being full of faith. And go to Ephesians 2.8, Dan, scripture that we should know pretty easily. Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. This is essential to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's by grace. God's ability to do that which you can't do. That you've saved, born again, made new in Christ Jesus, a new creation. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift. And this gift is a different word in the Greek. It's doron, I believe is the way you pronounce it. And it is a gift that came through a sacrifice. Is anybody in this? God gave us a gift, his son, Jesus, through the sacrifice. That is the only thing that God could sacrifice. Anything else to God was poof. You want another planet? Okay, there's a thousand of them. Thank you, pick. You want another sun? You want a bigger sun? You want a sun that has different color? You want to have a, you know, light in the daytime and blue at night? I can do that. Whatever. It's no big deal to God. But the one thing, the one thing to prove himself to be the legal Lawgiver and to be holy was that bad behavior deserves payment. And he took the payment of our bad behavior and put it on him at the cross of Calvary. Praise God. It's done. It's done. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Come on. This is what the essentialness is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Working with God, the Father. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This, this is simple, but sometimes God needs to break down the walls, the barriers, and the dumbness in me to get this to me. And I think probably a couple of y'all might be that way too. Not sure who they are, but you, know. you see, the gift comes. And when we believe God for it, his grace endues us. It doesn't make any difference what it is. If it's God-breathed, then it will agree with his word. If it's God-breathed, then it's more than possible. Many times if we don't do it, somebody else will. So faithfulness is key to our lives. It is a key. It is something that's very important. I did a book many years ago and one of the keys one of the laws of the kingdom is faithfulness it's so important that God has done this he's carried the load he's carried the burden and he carries it today from us Jesus said all you that are heavy laden come to me my yoke is easy my burden is light oh praise God hallelujah hallelujah Faith is being faithful or faithfulness 
It's all the same in the Greek. No big deal there. There's different types of gifts. There's an expression in Ephesians 2.8 to emphasize the fact it was done through sacrifice. Walking, excuse me, being full of faith at all times is what the Bible calls walking by faith. Martin Luther, Luther did that in his Reformation beginnings. His thesis that he put on the wall, 93 I believe it was, that was one of them. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Actually in the Old Testament once, a couple of times in the New Testament. That is what all of us are doing. In Jesus' name. We're walking by faith. We're living by faith. We're seeing the mountains move by faith. We're seeing the mountains in our own lives move by faith. We're getting testimonies from people that are moving mountains in their lives. And they are a recipient of God's faith. Praise God. Now I'm going to be sharing something here. I want to give a testimony. And this is not going to be going out to YouTube and to our, our website. It's just for you guys. Because I want you to know it. I don't want to make a big deal out of this. For me, I want to make a big deal out of this for God. And I just, some things you, you tell family, you don't tell your next door neighbor. <laughs> okay? But I just want to give you a testimony how faithful God is. And how he will use faithfulness on an ongoing basis. It doesn't have to be a one-day event. It can be a lifestyle. That's what it should be. And it should be that I'm walking in the miracles, praise God. I'm walking in the supernatural because God has put his super on my natural. And he gets the glory. I get the fun. That, that's what he's all about. He likes his kids. You know? I... I don't play with my boys much anymore, but I sure play with their kids. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so fun. I was thinking about them last night. I thought, this is what I'm going to do. And I was to call them off by name and <laughs> make it up something so I can spend some time with them. A good excuse. Praise God. I'm going to see two of them this afternoon. So that is, that's such a great thing. And it gives us, that's the heart of God. It's the heart of God. And I'm going to tell you something. This is carnal. But God cares about the things in your life. And he likes to bless faithfulness. And we're able to walk in faithfulness because of his grace. Not because of how smart we are, how good looking we are, and all those other things. We do it because his grace is sufficient. The things that he's asked us to do, we walk by grace, his endowment, his power, his ability Praise God. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. This is all about God. It's not about Dan Boone. It's about God and his blessings and his, his response to us. Sometimes, you know, we, we pray and we pray and we pray and when we want something and it doesn't happen, then we, God, what's wrong with you? <clears throat> Maybe we need to look in the mirror and say, what can I be faithful for today, O oh Lord? What is there that you want me to do that I haven't done before we go to the next step? I try to do that a lot. And, and it's, it's, God has put that in us. We just need to kind of tap it, turn the adjustment screw a little bit to the left or the right, whatever it is. So his gifts are awesome. Our ability to believe God for what he says, he's already given us. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. And number three, he endues us with his grace to bring about that which he's placed us. He gives us the desires of our heart. It means two things. He puts them there, then he manifests them. Sometimes we have desires that aren't of God. Then we wonder how come they didn't happen. Well, we go back to the Holy Spirit and say, what about this? My wife was one of the most faithful people that I've ever known in my life. She was consistent on a daily basis. Boy, howdy. 
I walk the line sometimes. But she was faithful. If she needed something, she put it on a list. And then she put another one on the list. And then she, as time goes on, she'd start crossing those things off as God provided them. And, you know, there were years, years, situations think, well, we didn't have any money coming in. Naturally. But supernaturally, God had made provision. And, and that is the life of walking by faith. And that's available for everybody. It's not because I'm a pastor. It's because I'm a Christian. And I believe God for his word the best I can. And when I make a mistake, and I promise you, I made plenty. I get on my knees and I say, Lord, please forgive me. Help me change. Help me bring this about. I want to repent before you. I should be thanking you in advance for what you're doing for me. And I receive that in Jesus' name. And he's always been faithful. I've always had a job since I was, actually before even I was 16. I've always had that. He's always done that. He's always provided that. I want to be one of those, the talent guys that brings back more for the glory of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord God, that you're, you're more than awesome, more than great, more than fantastic. You're, you're just more than we can think or imagine. And we thank you, Father, that we can, we can strain at that, though, trying. And, and it's fun to do that. Thank you for being our heavenly Father. Thank you for eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you that you've given us the keys to the kingdom of God and you've endowed us with great treasures. The world is in chaos today, but we're not. We, we don't let that bother us. We don't let that deter us. It brings us to our knees to pray. It brings us to the opportunity to stop and smile at people and the opportunity to help them any way that we can. Oh God, you've, you've made us in your own image and we want to conform to that image in every way that we possibly can. Thank you for doing us with grace from above to do what you've called us to do. And most of all, that is to glorify you. And that shall be done in our lives by your grace. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Pastor Kelly. Praise God. Everyone say faithful. faithful. Look at your neighbor and say faithful. faithful. Okay? That is a very powerful word that we have received. And we can stand in that place of faithfulness because he's faithful to us. Look at your neighbor and say, he's faithful to you. We know that he's faithful to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I want you to be faithful in your giving. Some people are talking and I'm saying, be faithful in your giving. If we're not careful, we just breeze right by the most important things. You know, I started uh, teaching my 35th year of school teaching, okay? That makes me 34. And I've endeavored through the years to be faithful, faithful in my giving. I'm going to be very vulnerable. Do you want to know how much I made my first year of teaching? wasn't far. It was $10,000 for a whole contracted year. But you know what? My God was faithful. And then I was faithful with what he gave me. Was I a little, you know, I wasn't a stingy person. But I even remember during that period of years, I would give money to a Christian television station. Not much, $10 a month. But I wanted to be faithful. And I want to have you understand that's my testimony. 
God's been faithful. I am doing my best to be faithful because he's been faithful to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want you to remember how we give. We give, you know, through text. We give through the online. Uh, We have the envelopes there in the back to uh, work that way as well. And and what's on my heart, and and I didn't say it to Pastor Dan, but um, bless Pastor Dan. Bless Pastor Dan. You know, bless him in every way that you know how. He is a faithful servant of God. And so in whatever capacity you have, you know, be faithful, you know, to God, yes. But be yielded and faithful to your pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so uh, some announcements. This uh, Wednesday, we've been continuing with uh, what lies have you swallowed and then what Pastor Dan had made mention, some tools. Uh, So... I kind of looked at it this way so that we won't be so easily lied to, okay, or, or swallow all the lies that come our way. <laughs> He's giving us some tools by which we can work with. Uh, we didn't do this last week. My fault. Yeah, I make mistakes. Lots of mistakes. <laughs> oh, I can tell you the mistakes I made just this week. Hello. But Maurice, would you stand? It was his birthday this month. <laughs> he too is 34. Okay. And, and so I wanted us to uh, just be able to uh, give that wonderful short birthday song that I've taught everyone here few, for the last couple years. Okay. I want you to stare at him for a minute. Okay. And Maurice, you need to receive this and receive it well. Okay. All right, so are we ready to sing, everybody? One, two, three, and go. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. (laughs) All right, the men's summit. I need all the men to stand. All the men to stand. Young man, you're a man. Young man, you're a man. Young man, you're a man. Oh, there you go. Boy. I am totally convinced that you're a man. Okay, good, great, wonderful. All right, men, it is uh, our honor and our privilege from time to time to go to a place where we can be fed the word of God and be around men of like faith to be built up and to be strengthened into more of what God's called us men to be. And I encourage you, I implore you to go at least one of the sessions, either Friday night or Saturday morning. Sign up right there in the back, okay, and we will get you registered, okay? Come on the times, you know, that uh, it starts at 7.30 Friday night. Remnant Church in Midwest City on uh, Reno and Post Road. To what? There's a free breakfast, Pastor Dan said he would also give lunch on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Something might even happen on Friday night. Who knows? Okay. But anyway, I want you to remember, go with that, des- that desire and that expectation. I want to know what God has to say for right now. Hallelujah. So sign up over there if you haven't done so already. Okay. We can get you t- clock, uh, put in and, and then uh, meet Pastor Dan at 645, uh, not 646, and then Saturday morning at 730, okay, so that we can get where we need to go, either that or be there, okay, on those particular times. Uh, Ladies, give them a hand clap for what's possible with God, amen? Hallelujah. You may be seated, guys. Hallelujah. And uh, then I want us at this time to please remember, okay, yeah, we can all stand now. Did I say it wrong? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Let's all stand. Yeah. 
I thought, I've been known to say things wrong. I mean something, and then I say it the opposite way or something. <laughs> and I, I've learned through the years. I'm a teacher that I, I say I make mistakes. I said, kids, did I say it wrong? Yes, you said it wrong. <laughs> so let's, let's uh, lift our hands and, and finish the day. Father, we just thank you and bless you. Father, just the signs of the hands uplifted is a sign uh, of uh, young little boys and girls who say, pick me up, Daddy. Pick me up, Mama. And right now, we just say, pick us up, Lord. Hallelujah. Take us where we need to go. We want to see things from your perspective. <laughs> we want to have a great uh, meal here in the next few minutes and have some great chicken, okay, and some other things that go along with it and have some great time talking and having fun together. And then to go out, Father, and to be ministered and then to minister what we've been taught in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you glory in Jesus' name. The food is blessed. Hallelujah. We are blessed. Amen. Go in the greatness of God.